You're listening to Positivity Strategist. Welcome to our third season, where I'll be focusing on leaders and leading in an appreciative and positive way across a range of industries and professions. What does it mean? How do they do it? What results do they achieve for their people, their organizations, and their own careers? How do they inspire? This is Robin Stratton-Burkessel, and welcome to Season 3. Yes, I know it's been a long while coming, and I hope you'll find that it's well worth the wait. I do have a lovely lineup of guests that I've handpicked because they are actively leading in their fields. It was towards the end of creating Season 2 with co-host Sally Lee, which was all about accessing seven key literacies for living and leading in these times, and how they help us access our appreciative voice. That was a great season. And it was during that season that I came up with the idea of creating appreciative leading for season three. Now, since many of you are um, leaders and consultants and practitioners, facilitators, trainers, teachers and students of appreciative inquiry, I wanted to keep the word appreciative in the season's name. And I wanted to invite guests who are innovative in their fields and are creating cool products or services, and they're grounded in appreciative inquiry and strengths and positivity. And I wanted to invite professionals who are doing jobs that are not usually typically associated with appreciative inquiry. And so I invited people from the legal profession and journalism and entrepreneurship and healthcare you know, not the usual OD practitioners. And I was also curious to have people who have invested in themselves with appreciative inquiry and other trainings and professional courses and also have an interest in developing their own businesses and institutions with the services of appreciative inquiry and have perhaps used a consultant or a practitioner or a facilitator themselves And now that consultant or practitioner or facilitator has been paid and they've left the building and now these people, they're on their own to make it all work. And so that's who I wanted to have conversations with. So therefore I was really curious about talking to people doing appreciative inquiry outside the proverbial box. And in doing so and sharing these discoveries and these interviews through this growing medium of podcasting. And do you know that there are now 640,000 podcasts active? Well, I don't know if they're all active, but that's the number of them and that statistic is relatively recent. Now, I started Positivity Strategist almost four and a half years ago and it was considered still early days. And there are so many more podcasts out there spreading their messages. Now, as I state in my mission, I'm using this medium to bring attention to my guests, um, to what they're doing, their contributions to making the world a kinder, fairer and more decent place for more of us. And by my doing that, uh, I'm hoping that I'm inspiring you, my listeners, listeners, to learn more about this field and to go out and continue your good work. My quest then is, or has been, who's leading the way in an appreciative way? 
You know, it's not easy to bring positive approaches to a world that's educated in deficit thinking and surrounded by pathological fear-based discourse. We grow up being asked what's wrong, not necessarily what's working or what's right or what's inspiring you. And you know, I've done a few marketing courses and they are still getting us to focus on addressing the customer's pain. Now, before I continue, if you find value in this show and want to show your support, then you have the opportunity to become a patron. Yes, I've set up a Patreon account, and that's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And with this Patreon account, you can go there and find a level of support that works for you. Let me give you the website. It's positivitystrategist.com slash Patreon. And I'll put a link on the show notes page of this episode, which is positivitystrategist.com slash PS106. So when you go there, you will find a link to my Patreon account. Take a look. You might feel inspired to become a patron, and I would love that. I already have a patron from Germany. His name is Johannes, and I'm so extremely grateful, Johannes. Thank you. So let's get back to this particular episode. And let me talk a little bit about the name and the focus of appreciative leading. There's a little backstory here. I went through a number of iterations for the season's name. So it morphed from appreciative leadership to appreciative leaders to appreciative leading. Now, why did I pick leading? Well, this is how I rationalized it. So I said it's about action. So for me, leading is about the action and the doing. So it's about collaborations and strengths and relationships. And you can be leading in many, many ways. So you could be leading in your thinking, leading in your role, leading in your home, in your community, in your profession. And the conventional leaders, the, just the word leaders, suggested to me it's about the person and leadership is about the process. So I wanted this, this activity, this action of leading. And so that's how I landed on the, the um, season's name, Appreciative Leading. Now, the appreciative part is all about the worldview, the philosophy and the principles and the practices of this transformational change methodology, which I practice, I speak about, I write about, and I teach. And under that umbrella are strengths-based and positive approaches to personal career and leadership development and organization and community development. Now, if you'd like to get a comprehensive overview of this, please go to my website, positivitystrategist.com slash appreciative dash inquiry dash overview and I will also put a link to that on the show notes page positivitystrategist.com slash 106. Not waiting any longer I'm very excited to share with you some excerpts I want to play you some sound snippets so that you get a taste a flavor for what's to come. So are you ready? I have so many favorite moments in the shows that I've recorded already. It was really hard making a choice and I did. So I hope you'll enjoy this preview. 
I want to share this one from J. Kim Wright, who's an American attorney, and she's transforming the legal profession globally to one of peacemakers and changemakers. When I asked Kim what made her choose law, this is what she had to say. I had a very complicated family situation and we were often bumping up against the legal system with uh, you know, child custody or in the case of one of, uh, one of my stepchildren, she was a chronic runaway and we had a lot of uh, issues uh, with that and then I was married to a man who liked to be arrested for civil disobedience. And we decided that it was just so much easier to have a lawyer in the family. <laughs> Many years and two books later, on the topic of lawyers as peacemakers and changemakers respectively, Kim offers her perspective on the topic of appreciative leading. As I experience it for myself, is that I'm looking for the what's possible. I'm looking for the strengths of the individual and also of the profession, because we are, I think, natural changemakers as a profession. Uh, it's just that our training has sort of had us forget that. I'm, I'm sort of on a discovery process in the world. And uh, as I open up new possibilities for people, then, then they step into them and adjust and adapt in ways that I would never have imagined myself. So I think that's, um, that's sort of what comes to mind. Appreciative leading in the context of journalism for Peter Puler has been a journey of discovery. Peter Puler, founder of Axiom News, the online news medium and convener of community conversations, shares with us his passion around generative journalism and how each conversation has the potential to change us. As a community dialogue host, something I learned was that I have to be prepared to be changed by the experience myself. Yes. And I think it's the same with generative journalism. It, to be a generative journalist, uh, one is very much helped in that path by being prepared to be changed by each conversation. And if you are truly open to that, then you very quickly become a force of generativity or you offer an energy of generativity that isn't there if you remain more closed. In a corporate context, Julie Reiter, Senior VP of HR and Sustainability, lights up as she describes the impact of embedding appreciative practices across her organization, Clark. So, mm -hmm. you know, where once we were um, shades of gray, <laughs> there mm -hmm. is so much color and vibrancy mm -hmm. to the organization today. There's so such a profound sense of creativity and innovation and engagement and it's and it's all over the place an act of appreciative leading shows up in how julie created a structure to help this appreciative way stick in her organization and that to me is an act of appreciative leading it, what we did was we set up a multi-pronged approach to make sure that we had good structure in place in terms of roles and responsibilities um, that included leadership for various initiatives, executive sponsors and counsel and kind of mentors for those leaders. So that was really important that ever, that we knew who was going to do what and everybody knew what their role was. Appreciative leading 
is all about whole systems engagement for Don Luckman, president of Champlain College, who's co-creating the strategic plan for his college with all stakeholders as a community-wide conversation. And so I have wanted, uh, really since I arrived here five years ago, I've wanted to have a conversation of the whole so that we could tap into the energy, passion, excitement and good ideas across our community to understand how we are going to navigate these very interesting times in higher education. Don's committed to leading a strengths-based organization. The Strengths Finder and the VIA Character Strength Surveys guide him, and he calls upon all the strengths of his team and his wider stakeholding community. And he knows it's not easy. There's always a sense of people wanting to uh, rush into what's wrong and fixing problems, and that's, that's necessary work that we have to do. But even when we have to address a, a momentary crisis or a uh, fairly negative development, we do want to take a step back and say, uh, what are the strengths that we as an institution bring to this challenge? And how do we, how do we use those strengths to address that challenge in ways that are going to uh, both sustain us, address the issue, and, and help us grow? Continuing on the thread of community engagement, Wendy gains appreciative leading shows up in her field of palliative and aged care with a focus on what constitutes real, respectful and sustainable partnerships. Certainly some of the work I've been doing is being able to build partnerships across palliative care and aged care. And in those partnerships, it's about being able to look at um, a, a true partnership. So, and I think a partnership, it's a word that is used way too frequently and inappropriately. So when you talk about a partnership, it's really about, it's about an ongoing relationships where the, the risks and the benefits are going to be shared across those that are in the partnership. When it comes to appreciative leading, Wendy offers... Challenge all of your assumptions because we come to things thinking, oh, that's like that because of this. And it's like, no, no, you need to challenge your assumptions because it's in challenging those assumptions, there's the opportunity for change and there's the opportunity to really understand or to say, you know what, I don't understand this. I really need to understand it better. A well-loved colleague in our Appreciative Inquiry Global community is Yup de Jung. In a reflective tone, he offers... The purpose in life is to find your gift for each and every one of us. But then life really gets meaning when you share that gift, when you pass it on. And with his research into the soul of appreciative leading, he's finding a common denominator is this. It will require that you love people, which is, so, some people find that a strange notion uh, for a CEO to say, or for an executive or a manager to say that you need to love people. But I think you need to. Uh, you need to because that's where the, the talent um, is hidden. And here's just another piece to entice you to listen to Yup's episode in the future. And use the metaphor of the tango, whereby for me, the leading, if you really want to lead well, and you want to understand what leading is, you have to understand that you have to connect and the process of connecting in the, in the tango through what is called the kavaseo, which is the invite. 
And before you start dancing, that you first listen to the music. Hmm. And following on from that exquisite metaphor, Lisa Reese, a career bureaucrat, reminds us that in the most challenging times, finding new ways is the way forward. Well, right now, as you know, um, immigration is at the forefront of, of many, you know, topics, uh, you know, in, in the news. And you can imagine the, the workspace is challenging. You know, we have to continue to uh, carry out our mission, uh, but we have to find new ways of doing business. We have to be innovative. Lisa offers, as all my guests acknowledge, appreciative leading comes down to character strengths and being open and vulnerable because, as she beautifully sums it up, what are your strengths? You're going to be asked to bring your strengths to the table, but you need to find out where everybody's shoulders are the widest. What are they good at? What are they passionate about? What do they enjoy doing? Hmm. But the key is to really have the humility to know when we don't have all the answers and also the courage to invite others into a discussion around the unknown. What a privilege to have such wisdom to share. I hope that I've whet your appetite and you'll join me in this season to explore more about appreciative leading. And in the weeks ahead, listen to the full stories from these guests highlighted in this preview episode and others still to come. I want you to be surprised and delighted. Now, this being the introductory show, I invite you to reflect on how you are showing up as a leader in whatever your capacity, with your gift, your strengths, your sense of purpose and contribution, and what you are co-learning in your community. Please visit our show notes page, positivitystrategist.com slash PS106, where you'll find a partial transcript of this show with links and more about this topic. Now, the best thing that you can do is to subscribe so that you don't miss any one of my special guests. And in my next show, I'm so thrilled to be highlighting Peter Puler from Canada, who, as you've heard in this show, is leading in the space of generative journalism. Now, if you're not familiar with generative journalism, you will be after listening to my next show. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have questions or ideas that you'd like to hear discussed on upcoming episodes and possibly participate in our show, go to positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast where you can submit your ideas or leave me a voicemail. I will respond. And also, if you appreciate this show, I'd love you to share that by leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Also, you can be notified of new episodes by email. Links to all these suggestions are available on positivitystrategist.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening and remember what you focus on grows, so grow towards your best.